The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the TakeCast. My name is Davis Maddock. You can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. In this episode, I'm going to be joined by my buddy, Empire Maker, big-time poker player, DFS player. You guys know who he is. Uh, if you follow him on Twitter, at Empire Maker 2 we're going to be talking about the Open Championship being played at Carnoustie in Scotland. We'll be previewing it from a betting perspective, from a DraftKings perspective, uh, and just overall enjoyment perspective. Please uh, give the show a rating and review on iTunes and I uh, hope you guys enjoy the show this week. All right, I would like to welcome my my great friend, my good buddy, uh Empire Maker to the show. We're going to talk uh the Open Championship happening at Carnoustie in in Scotland this weekend. My my boy, my boy. How you doing? I'm doing well. It's been a it's been a long time since we've had a tout show together. This this actually is not the first time we've done this. If you go back at the old Fantasy Insiders podcast archives, I, I somehow bribed Blake into doing this uh, for, I think, like the PGA Championship. We did this like three or four years ago. Yeah, I enjoy it, but it's pretty good for golf because I think the edges are a little smaller. Like, I don't think I would be touting NFL or NBA because there's too much money on the line and the edges are too big, but I don't have any problem um, giving out some golf picks. I don't think I'm that great, but I I think I'm getting better, and I kind of understand the betting stuff more. I think I could get better at fantasy, but I don't know. I think we gave out some good picks the last few times I was on. We uh, did. We def- We gave out. We gave out a bunch like, of it. Just like riding speeds for a few, like a year, and it was just like winning everything. Um. But I think I think those days might be over. We gave out a bunch of head-to-head winners when we did it last time. We 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 smashed the books with the head-to-head winners. Yeah, maybe we'll give out some give out some head-to-head winners. The only problem with golf head-to-heads now is like the lines have gotten way wider. So, about two years ago, I was I was betting a lot of them and doing really well, and the books have kind of just said like. Fuck you. We'll, we'll let you bet, but they made, they like doubled the um, the juice on the line, so they've they've kind of become unbettable in a way. But maybe we can find a few. So they're like they're like Fanduel baseball lines, like twenty five cent lines. Uh, they're actually thirty cent lines, which are worse. That's and amazing. They will literally let you bet hundreds of thousands, but they're just like we don't think you can beat these lines. And they're pretty much right. You'll you'll maybe find like one a week or something, but nothing like they used to be. So I've kind of given that up um, because these other sites like Pinnacle and whatever will only get, give you a few hundred. Pinnacle Pinnacle's too sharp. No one can beat Pinnacle. <laughs> they definitely can, but it's just like it's not worth my time to bet a few hundred. 
on golf matchups and like take all this time to, you know, maybe get a thousand dollars down on the week. Right? right. Like you're not, you're not, you're not researching something that costs less than the average bottle of wine for you. It's just not worth it. I mean, your hourly is going to be like $10. So it's just, it's, it's kind of a waste of time now. I wish, I wish bookmaker would do what they used to, but I can't, I, I can see why they don't want to. Did you, did you go out to Vegas to play any world series of poker this summer at all? Or did you not even go? I went out for like five days and we played cash games and there were some of the most ridiculous cash games ever um, because it was mandatory drinking and mandatory flipping. So we kind of got all the nits out of the game, but um, my friend ended up crushing the guy I was staying with. He, he won like seven figures playing this game and everyone else just kind of lost to him. Just kind of donked off to him. He's a good follow too. It's Jake Wrights on um, on Twitter. He, he kind of just went on the heater of a lifetime because winning seven figures in a 100, 200 games, a lot of buy-ins in a few days. That's that's so, sick life. I can imagine not many other people won, but I, I did pretty good till the last night. I lost this massive pot um, with Jack Ten on a Jack Ten Ten board to Jacks. Uh, I, I, I played it terribly, but I was gonna, I was gonna go broke either way. So I kind of, I think I, I think I like broke even playing poker and I won like a few hundred thousand flipping. (laughs) I mean, if you can come up on the flips, the rest of the, the rest of the weekend is just a free roll at that point. Like 10 K nine headed flips. So if you, that's an, that's an 80 K win if you win. (laughs) That's it. Where do you get? It's like the hands are kind of. They don't really matter when you're putting in like four buy-ins and a flip. No, it doesn't matter. When are you going to put me in the main? Are you going to do it next year? I was actually, I actually like wanted to put some people in the main and maybe just like re-roll them next year, um, where you get like maybe ten percent of yourself or something. Because I would I would do that because my equity is less than that. Of course. I'm I'm the biggest fish, dude. I'm like the most aggressive. It's it's there's I, no EV to my game. I I can't even imagine what your poker game is like, but um No, you can. It's the I, same I, way I do everything else. I don't want to put you in it just to like hear the hand histories and how bad they're going to be. Maybe yeah. I'll, I'll put maybe a few DFS guys in it. I have to be better than the barstool guy who played. Yeah. I mean, any, any guy who's like taking a video of his bust out hand, I would not put in and he can't be good at poker because it just, it really means you haven't like ever played in a tournament. If you're like, you know, taking, taking a video of your bust out hand, I've never seen that before. I guarantee I've played more poker tournaments than that dude. (laughs) Probably. I probably, I probably played like eight live poker tournaments. I would, that, would be, that would be my number if I had to guess. I think I've played like four. I had a good run last year. I got like, I think I got like, like 12th place in this 10K. But man, it's really just a grind playing these tournaments. You're sitting in a chair for like 12 hours a day. Uh, you really don't get any breaks. It's just pretty brutal. So I, I kind of... Unless they have like a big Omaha tournament, I don't, I don't see myself playing many more. 
But I have a pretty nice sweat on my friend today, Dan Smith. He's in the million dollar tournament. I took a, a piece of him. I think he's second or third in chips. And first is is uh, 10 million. So if he wins that, I'm going to be buying some nice wine tonight. <laughs> I don't, I, I still don't buy that a $10,000 bottle of wine can be worth that much more over the $1,000 bottle of wine. Although you told me I'm wrong. Um, well, it's kind of like the markup in restaurants is like, like two and a half to three times. So it's not really a $10,000 bottle of wine. That's just what it costs at the restaurant. Yeah, like a $3,000 bottle of wine. But I, I've, we were doing some taste tests last week. We're, I don't, there's not a big difference between like a one and $3,000 bottle of wine, but there's a big difference between like a hundred, two hundred $200 bottle of wine and a thousand dollar bottle of wine. That, that, that I definitely buy. I buy that the gap there is way bigger than the gap from one to three K. Like I can't even, I can't even drink like hundred dollar bottles of wine anymore. Cause it tastes like, it tastes like pissed me. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my min is, yeah, I don't know. It's gotten bad. I probably need to tone it down, but once you have nice wine, you'll, you'll understand. Any, any peasant listening to this show is probably turning it off right now. Yeah, we should probably talk about some golf. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's do it. So let's just go through, let's go through outrights first. Um, then we can do a little bit of DraftKings. Then we can do uh, some like head-to-heads and other bets. Um, as, far as, as far as outrights, have you made any bets yet? Do you, is there anyone you like? So I think my main problem with like the golf community and outrights is like, the the juice is so big in outrights. I think it comes out to around 25%. So I really don't see much value in outrights. The one guy I really like though for an outright is Rio. I think he's like 170. Yeah, he's like he's like the chalk. He's the chalk um outright pick. Well, just a, he's he's so chalk to the point that he's moved to 100 to 1 from what he opened at. Okay. That well, that might not be that might not be on your book. That's just what I'm looking at right now. Pretty much when I'm looking to bet outrights, there's I think there's like 150 guys in this field, and I think Rio is like way better than the field average to win. And I I saw him at 170 to one. Uh, he's still 170. He's 174 to one on Pinnacle, so I think he's a really good bet. So um, I would also I would say Cantley is a good bet. Um, at 105 to one, I think his TD Green is he is one of the best TD Green games, and I don't know. I think he's really underrated. Um, the top end, if I was to pick one of the guys on the top end, I'd probably fire DJ. Yeah, least. it's DJ, it's DJ, it's DJ, and then guys at 100 to one or better for me. Those are the only bets I'm making. I'm not betting speed. Like, I can't imagine taking like Alex Norn at like 30 to one, like. I don't think he's five times better than the field average. That that's the chalk. Everyone on Twitter is like, "Oh, I got Alex Noren at thirty well, to one." If they want to come to me, I'll give him. I'll give him like thirty-five to one. Um, he's just never win. He's never winning this tournament, and I know he's been good, and I know he plays way better in Europe, but he's just not winning this tournament. Yeah, I just hate saying that because if you like make a like a like I was like, there's no way Danny Willett's winning the Masters like a few years ago. Oh yeah, I. I <laughs> and yeah, I got some heat for that. 
he's a he's another guy by the way who i like the price on because he's finally healthy and playing well he like he's like had like really good results for all of the last month will it has yeah i i mean i i would just take a if i'm gonna bet out rates i would take a bunch of these guys that are around 100 to one like see now there's probably some value can't lay um so in my in my model on Fantasy National, which is basically just like the it's all it's it's no putting, it's just like all greens, fairways, and strokes gained. Grio ranks as the fifteenth best uh, golfer in this field over the last twenty four rounds, which seems yeah. good given his price is as low as it is. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll do those three. Yeah, it seems ridiculous. I think he has a really good tee time, too. He, he starts really early. Well, yeah, we should talk about that, too. What, do you, what is your general take on the, on the weather, on the dryness of the course, the conditions overall? I don't really know a lot about the dryness, but just looking at the wind, I think the guys that um, tee off early <clears throat> might have an advantage, and that's like the Grio Cantlay. Um, I think the top end guy I like from that draws Rose too, because all the other it seems like all the, most of the other studs tee off later. I, I don't know if the weather is going to be a crazy factor, but I think it's going to be less less windy in the morning on Thursday is what I'm seeing, and then Friday it just kind of it looks like you get a little bit of an edge on Friday um, teeing off earlier, but I think the edge is more. Um, teeing off Thursday a little earlier. It looks like the the wind is a bigger difference then. But um, I, I don't – I can't really tell by the lines that much, but it seems like Rose – Rose being over a favorite over DJ, I think kind of means he has a better weather draw. That's what it would seem. You want to know – you want to hear a crazy stat on Justin Rose? His best ever finish at an open championship was in 1998 when he was an amateur. He finished T4 and he's never beaten that finish, which is which is wild. You would have you would have bet anything he would have won one knowing that his top finish was that as an amateur. Well, <clears throat> the thing I kind of like about this is we we don't have to take course history into account yeah. as much. They haven't I don't think they've played here in like when's the last time they played here? Sergio in like I think it was like 2007 and then I think before that was the Vandeveld meltdown year okay I'm not I'm not 100% on that but I know for sure those are the those are two that happened I mean DJ hasn't played well in opens either it's I don't know I just think Justin Rose is like so much better than he has been this year I think this is like this is by far his best year so I don't know if we can judge his past performance as much are you are you trying to short Tiger? Are you trying to bet against him in these head-to-heads? Mm, I I don't know. I kind of like Tiger. I've never been on Tiger in DraftKings before, but I I think I might play him in like one or two Thunderdome teams. It, I, I'm not sure. Well, what what people are saying is that it's all it's all baked out and dry out on the course because there's been this heat wave in the UK all summer, and yeah, that probably gives him an advantage with driving accuracy well he doesn't even have to hit driver he can hit he can hit the two iron and the three iron off the tee and like so the report the other day was he was hitting his three iron 315 yards with the roll 
And actually these guys who are going to hit driver, like a couple guys have said, they're not even going to take a driver out on Thursday. It's not even going to be in their bag. Well, that also might be hurting DJ because his, you know, his driving game is just so much better than anyone else's. So if he can't utilize that as much, um, I don't know. I think that's a disadvantage for him. Are you going a hundred percent Rory? (laughs) Are you just, just jamming it in? My problem with Rory is I think he's way too inconsistent to be, to be the price he is. Like, I, I don't know. He just, it seems like he can't put four rounds together anymore. If you, if you, that is true about Rory everywhere, but at the open, his last, his last four opens, he, he T5'd all of them except, and, and the one that he missed, he, he just didn't play at all. That was when he had like the injury or whatever. Oh, okay. When he, he like hurt his foot playing soccer or something. I'm just, I just can't even like click his name anymore. He's just, he's cost me so much. There's psychological damage there from playing him. Uh, yeah, there really is. I think you just take him at like API and um, what's that other course he does well at Wells Fargo and you just like. Yeah, Quail. Quail Hollow, yeah. Um, <laughs> he, especially in, I don't know, his short game is like so bad that it's it's painful it's painful to pay that much for him like at least dj is like what an above average putter um dj over his last 24 rounds uh around the green he's like 67th so he's not great but he's he's also slightly above average right yeah but but rory is rory is not that rory is not that check that well, this is only over the last 24 rounds, so it's a little skewed, but he's actually 26th. Wow. Interesting. Rory, Rory's stats look a lot better than I thought. Um, over the last 24 rounds that he's played, he's 11th on tour in strokes gained off the tee, first in driving distance, uh, 7th in birdie or better, and 8th in strokes gained tee to green. It's a lot better than I thought it would be, given how every time someone talks about Rory, they talk about how much he's struggling. Yeah, I just know him too well. Like every time I take him, he he misses like a three foot footer, and then he'll put it like <laughs> he'll put it in like the trees on the next hole. It's just like he's the biggest tilt box in golf. Tilts so hard. Yeah, um, I I I could see take like I like him more than Spieth. I like him more than Thomas. But I definitely think I like DJ and, and Rose more than him. No, see, I think, I think Thomas is the one. Of all the guys on DraftKings who are $10,000 or more, it's DJ and Thomas, and I don't think I like the other guys nearly as much. I think JT is, is a GOAT. So you want to do like a, a bet where you take Thomas over Rose, DraftKings points? Would you do that? Yes. Let's, here, I will, I'll, make a note. I'll, make a, I'll make a note on my phone. All right, we we'll can, do that. I hate Thomas. Well, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about him. The Lions hate Thomas this week. He's a he's a really, he's a gamer though. He's a gamer. He's he's really good at DraftKings scoring. I guess you know most of these top end guys are really good at DraftKings scoring. But um, the thing is, is JT is not a good links player. That's not really his game. So this is totally just a talent bet over course fit. But I think JT is a like. I, I don't know how much this matters. I don't know if a study has been done on this, but I always think of him as having like the highest ball flight 
out of like any of these guys. That Wait. could that could definitely be true. I don't know. I will I'll try and check it right now, but I don't know off the top of my head. Like um I think you can search for like Apex hype. Yeah, you can. I just remember there being like a really windy round and this guy on Twitter is like JT can't play in the wind at all because it's, he he hits the ball so high. Well, I mean, I have I have not seen any projections of like insane wind. Like I've, I, the, the highest I've seen Friday, Friday, like 20 mile an hour winds is when you kind of have to start worrying about the wind, I think. And that's what it's going to be. But these, I, whenever people say wind players, I think there's a lot of noise because these guys really don't play that many windy rounds. Like, so you're kind of, your sample is kind of small there. Thomas, Thomas this year in 65 measured rounds is like dead average in apex flight. He, he is 74th, um, right in between Tommy Fleetwood and Jimmy Walker. Okay. So fuck, I don't know what I'm talking about. But. Well, I, I mean, but these stat like the thing about the PGA tour stats and even more so the Europeans tour stats is like that they're measured weird. Not every drive, not every shot is measured. The only thing you can really trust is the strokes gain stuff. Everything else is super noisy. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I'm looking at and how DraftKings kind of does their scoring. I mean, their um, pricing is you, you can get a lot of these good strokes gain guys for um, cheaper because they're, they're, to win odds are like bad. Yeah. Like guys like Casey always have bad to win odds. Guys like Molinari always have to bad to win odds. Stenson, but they're like the, the stroke gain, like best. Um, they're, they're all in the top 10 probably, but their, their odds don't really reflect that. Do you like, do you like the Swedish mob boss? I think if he, if he had not have withdrawn from the Scottish open with this wrist thing, he would be the number one owned player on DraftKings. I think he would be too. I think I'm still leaning to play him in cash from what I I've seen in the lines. He's still like, he's like even money versus like Kepka. Um, the one thing that makes me think Tiger is like a decent play is he, he has pretty good odds versus, especially like Stenson. Stenson's barely a favorite. So I think this is the first week I might be considering playing Tiger. But it's kind of hard in golf to get this, this injury news. You really don't know. Stenson, um, is, Stenson is in a three ball his first round with Jimmy Walker and Fleetwood, and he is a, he's a dog to Fleetwood, which I did not expect. Um, he's a 25-cent dog to Fleetwood in this three ball. Well, I don't look at three ball lines. I think those could be bad. But if you look on Pinnacle, I think Stenson is like even money versus Kepka. Um, let me pull it up. Do you think, do you think that Brooks is going to be chalky on DraftKings just because people like him? Um, I think he will be. I think I'm going to be on a Brooks fade this week. Um, I don't know why, but... He's a, he's a, he actually came up on the European tour. That was he, he, before he got his PGA tour card, he played over there. He even played the challenge tour over there. Yeah, I understand that. It's just kind of like, um, how I'm setting up my teams. Like I, I don't really have, if I want to go Rose and cash, I really don't have the money to take Brooks too. Cause I'm, I'm kind of yeah. stuck in Casey and 
I don't know. How do you feel about Molinari? I think he's... He's like my favorite golfer in the world. And I've rode him for years. But at this point, like, how do you take Francesco Molinari for 8600 when he's $400 more expensive than Henrik Stenson, who won this tournament two years ago? Like, I just don't know how you make that choice. Uh, kind of want both of them. So can I bet on a... Can I do a Molinari versus Kepka bet versus you? No, because I... I want I I'm a Molinari guy and I'm not on Brooks. Okay. I w- I would want the same side of that as you. Would you take like uh, Would you take Day over Molinari? I would. Yeah, I am. I am I'll kind of that. on Day. I'll do that. bet. okay. So we have I have JT over Rose and I have Day over Molinari. Yeah. So the thing with Jason Day is that his stats are like horrible. They don't line up anywhere. All he does right now is putt, and if he loses that, he's going to be horrible. But also, he just contends in all of these majors. He just, it just kind of regardless of what happens, he just hangs around in T13s. Well, I, I kind of think there's a thing with some guys training harder for majors. I think with especially like a few guys, like Day, I think, you know, he spends a lot of time with his family. He's probably not practicing as much, but he's really like trying to win majors. So, like, he's probably putting in, like, an extra week of work. I think you see the same thing with, like, Louie. Oh, um, Louie Louis doesn't care about anything other than WGCs and majors. Because Louie's about, Louis yeah, is about, I just Louis think is about the have, money. I, I just think they, they – you really can't – I don't know. You really can't judge this on, like, stats, I guess. But if you looked at their their major records compared to like their normal tour events, I think they do way better, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I I absolutely buy that, and and it is worth noting. Day was horrible at the U.S. Open, but I like I don't really care that much about that. That was just a wild tournament. Well, I think it will also help Day that he doesn't have to hit. He's just egregious with his driver because <laughs> he he's wow. afraid of throwing his back out every time he hits it. Like, I don't know who I'd take in a driver competition, him or Tiger. Just, like, trying to hit the fairway, like, trying to hit it, like, 300 down the fairway. I might actually I take, take Tiger over day. i take Wesley Bryan over both of them, and he's, like, the worst on tour. Yeah. I would say I would not touch day in cash. I think in cash, like, I think you have to play Norrin and Stenson both in cash, kind of. Yeah, I'm a little undecided about Norn. I I definitely think he's he's playable in cash. He's he's going to be the stone chalk. And like if you go click on like a five dollar double up, he'll be like forty five percent probably. Really? I'm telling you, dude. So I like Let me do I, like a bet on a I'll give you I'll I'll give you under forty percent in like the big twenty five double up. They see the twenty five is sharper though. The five is like okay. all the I'll do under I'll do under forty two percent in the five dollar double up. I probably bit off more than I could chew with that. The thing is though, the point of forty percent. We'll do Okay. All right. Forty percent nor that's probably free money for you. Forty percent is really high. (laughs) Yes, it is. The thing is though, is like literally every tout DFS thing is like putting Norrin like he was all over the Pat Mayo show he's like Roto Grinders uh Notorious his stuff has him as like an outright all even like even like the golf betting stuff I listened to like the William Hill golf podcast they had Norrin as their like top bet at like 22 to 1 yeah that's 
I've heard a lot of Norin, Grace, and Leishman from this range is like cash plays. Yeah, here's the thing. That's what a lot of people. I'm I, I'm on a hundred percent lifetime Mark Leishman fade, and it has not killed me yet. I guess he won. He won the British what three years ago? Um, I thought he got. Or he lost in the playoff. I thought he lost to ZJ, but I could be wrong. He did. He lost in the playoff to ZJ, I think. Yeah. So I don't this range is this range is interesting. Like you have Matsuyama and Reed too, and Norin. So if you think everyone's gonna take Norin, I'd I'd be inclined to get some loaner ownership on Reed and Matsuyama. I no, Norin will definitely be disproportionately owned to Matsuyama, Reed, Leishman, Grace. Like, 100%. He will be more owned than them to a point that does not match what his projection is. I think Grace is going to be get a lot of ownership. I also think Hatton's going to get a lot of ownership. Well, people like to take the Brits. They, they also, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a thing where I think these guys just play so well on the European tour compared to the PAP. GA tour too, like Hatton and Norn just crushed the Euro tour for some reason. Yeah, Norn's horrible over here. They're more comfortable there. They're more comfortable with the courses. It's probably all of that. They it's more like and I they have different greens over there too. Like it's like a different kind of grass, right? I have no idea. I've never been into the the grass types. I've no, I, that's that, that's real minutia. I don't know. People like swear by it though. Like, you got to play this guy in Poa. You got to play this guy in Bermuda. I think I've only ever actually, like, physically golfed on Bermuda and Bentgrass. I've probably never played a Poa course ever, so I don't even have anything to compare it to. I don't know. My putting's so bad, I can't tell the difference. I'm, like, I'm, like, the amateur Rory of putting. Like The amateur Rory? You're the opposite of loves, just can't putt at all? All these guys I play with are, like, amazing putters, and I'm, like, probably averaging a three-putt if I'm, like, 25 feet away you have you got you you hit it like you hit it like 300 off the tee though yeah I'm like four to six iron I'm like a scratch golfer everything else I'm I'm terrible yeah so you're that's like literally what Rory is like if you gave Rory like uh like like Ian Poulter's short game he'd be the best player in the history of golf yes yeah I'm yeah pretty much I think people will be on Poulter a little bit. People will definitely be on Oystazen. They always are in the majors. Just like, he, he's a good play to me, though, for yeah, sure. He's a, he's a good play. Um, I kind of, I, I think I'm just going to fade this range, especially Adam Scott, just always cross him out. I'm oh, you're, t- you're, you're fading Broomy? No, I'm never taking him. Like, he's just, he's more tilting than Rory to me. So the thing about the thing about him is anytime you run a model based on like anti putting, like you don't include any putting on it, he's gonna be top ten. But he is the woat putter. Like when you watch him putt, it's like hard it's like hard to experience. Yeah, he's like no one misses more three footers and I just it's really hard like turning on like the TV watching it and being like, I can't even watch this guy putt from three feet. Yeah. Like, like you're, you're like stoked. You're like, he's, he's like 99% from here. And if I had to, if I had to make one bet on this tournament for like my life, like my literal life was heading on it, it would be Matt Kuchar to top 20. 
Like I like I am so certain that that would happen. I would I would place like large amounts of money on it. He, he not only is he obviously like good fit and a good golfer, but he just if he's t forty four when he goes off on Sunday morning, you can you can bet on a sixty eight. Like that dude just loves to backdoor the top twenties in these majors. He's out there for the paychecks. He just yeah, he just loves money, and I yeah. can respect that. Um. Yeah. Who else do you like? This range is pretty interesting because you have a lot of guys that are kind of Bryson, dude. I think I actually think Bryson could be a really underrated play. Like I, I feel like if he didn't withdraw last week, he'd be maybe like five hundred more expensive. Definitely, but he has like I, I, think, I think he's just like so smart. He's like fuck this tournament, fuck the John Deere. Like I'm. Well, he was probably what was he like plus two, and he just like like I should just go over there and start. You know, yeah, training. he was he was plus three. Yeah, so I really I, I think his ownership's going to be really low too. So I I totally agree with Bryson and GPPs. Did you did you see his quote the other day about how like most guys are dumb on the yeah? Tour? He he was just like I can't believe how dumb these guys are. Well. He's like a fucking rocket scientist, so I, it's not really something you say because you have to go out and play with these guys then. He doesn't care, though. He does not care about making friends at all. He just wants to, like, perfect golf. Yeah. Well, he's, he's definitely not wrong. There's some, there's some pretty dumb guys on the tour, but... Um, His results this year have been amazing. I'm pl- Dude, I'm playing Bryson. Bryson might be a cash play. Yeah, I mean he's borderline cash. I think I will take uh, I will take Bryson over anyone else you want in the seven K range. Do you want to? Do you like anyone significantly more than him? Um, I'll take Cantlay because I think that's oh, like a classic. Yeah, that is good. I think it's a classic. They're, they're two of the best young guys. They're both two geniuses too. Cantlay will be m- more owned. He he's he has like more steam from like the DFS golf people. I don't know. I th- I think he's gonna be kind of low owned, but I could be wrong. What is what is Cantlay to win this tournament? If he's like a hundred, I told you it was one hundred five. I said it was one of my bets. Him oh, being- there we go. I'm gonna I'm making my bet slip right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that one. Yeah, I think I think he has some value there. Um, another guy you can just cross off. I don't. I don't know. I think Luke List is. Don't like, say it. Don't say it. You can't cross Luke. You can never cross Luke List off. I think he's. I think we're gonna look back like a year from now, and he's gonna be like 10k, and we're gonna be like, why weren't we playing him? He, he just feels like he's gotten unlucky to me. Well, he can't. He he can't putt. Like he truly cannot putt. Yeah. I guess so. And and like more more so than that, he he's really susceptible to the big number. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I think I think you can thrill him on a few GPPs. Like I'd rather play him than like Peters, and I think Peters will be. Way oh, Pe- higher. Peters is like he's like not a play to me probably. What about Fitz? Your boy Fitz. So I just I can't. 
I liked him for a long time, and then I watched him play like a bunch of tournaments, and I was just like, this dude is a bunter. He hits it like 220 yeah. off the tee. It's like I absurd. Hands taking these midgets. Like, I, I swore them all off. I swore Molinari off, but he's just playing too good now. Like, he's like Zach, he's like the same size as Zach Blair and you. Like, he's like five foot five. Zach Blair, Zach Blair almost, Zach Blair almost won a tournament like three years ago. It was a big moment. Yeah. He almost won the Sony Open. Midgets. All right, but so if Molinari, you, Molinari is carrying the flag for the midgets now, we don't need any of these other midgets. I don't think. If you had to guess where Luke List ranks strokes gained putting on the PGA Tour, what would you guess? Like how many guys? I think it, they they probably. I would guess around about 200 guys are measured. I would say he's like 190. He's 167th. Okay. But he's like, he's like, he's like, you know, only about 20% of the tour well, is negative. Also like probably 30, like total scrubs on the tour that are just like, yeah. So he's probably better than them. But yeah. Right. Like, uh, like Ken Duke is like behind him or whatever. Like these guys who are not good players. He's probably better than like Smiley. Oh, Smiley. Remember when Smiley was good? There was like those four months where he was really good. That was amazing. And I was just like looking back, I would just jam him in every week. And he was like second in the Masters, wasn't he? Going to the final. Yes. Yeah. Man, golf is a funny game. What can just go so quick? Like if you're, if you lose one aspect. Especially if you get injured. Like Mm. I think he might have hurt his wrist or something. he's, He's had a hurt wrist for like a year and a half. Yeah. Oh, I, I want to tell you my my big sleeper play from this range, but he, he might get some ownership, is Shane Lowry. I thought you were going to drop Hao Tong, Hao Tong Lee. Wow, oh, I love Hao Tong. He's a good, he's 7,300. 7, but I don't know. I just, he, he is a good GPP play because he just like wins tournaments out of nowhere. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean he's he's just like all his it's all T degree T to green game. He's not he's not sharp around the greens or putting at all. Yeah. My favorite thing is when he threw his his putter in the water and his his mom like jumped into the lake. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite golf moment ever. Uh do you like any of these random Euros down here? Keimer, Paul Dunn, Chris Wood, Thorbjorn Olsen, Westwood, any of these dudes? People will play Westwood. People always play Westwood at the majors. He had like really good matchup odds, so I could see Westwood being a play. Um, I just rather play Finau or Zach Johnson though, if I'm going to go for a seventy-two hundred dollar guy. How is Finau seventy-two hundred? Like he's like he's like lock cash game. I yeah, I think he's he always he's, he shows up for the majors too, like. His major results seem pretty crazy. They're amazing. He he is like always doing well at the majors. He like never had he like never has a bad one. This year, T ten in the Masters, solo fifth at the U.S. Open. My big thing about Finau is like this mental thing, where I just think he's gonna drive it like seventy yards right and just like take an eight. I don't know why. I think yeah. That, well, that used to be what he. That used to be. I mean, like he was really good. He like had some good results when he first came on tour, but uh, so he like had his performances. Everyone was watching them, and then he had a, a run of like six months where he was pretty bad, like three years ago. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. 
I heard you say Danny Willett's been doing better, but he's kind of – I mean, if he comes back to, like, 90, I mean, 80% of his form that he was at um, two years ago. Well, he was hurt. He, his thing is, like, he was bad after the Masters, but then well, he, he also would, was hurt. He would be, like, a 9K player if he was playing what he was. Um, I, I probably won't play Willett, but I could see – I could see betting him in some matchups depending on who he's like like who is his matchup that you're looking at like what who do you have him against um, he's a slight underdog to ryan fox yeah like like please, like i will I will definitely take him against ryan I'll, fox I'll take ryan fox all right, so we got I'll we, you, uh, plus one ten okay, so we got ryan i got. Will it over Fox? Is like a really good play. That's that's why. This guy, uh, this guy Jorge Campillo, he has like the most T fives on the European tour, so he's going to be like the Rafa Cabrera Bayo play from two years ago, where just like all these people hear his name on podcasts and play him, but he's not really that good. I don't think I'll be on him. Yeah, no. Um, probably I'm, no. I'm like, I'm not too schooled on the European tour, though. It's kind of hard to follow if you don't have any money on it really i used to play the the dfs like two years ago when the contest used to be bigger but they've gotten kind of small so it's yeah it's like cfl now like the contest barely run uh benny ann haven't heard anyone mention him 7100 he's just like on a horrible run of form like the last month but he's a goat benny ann is a goat yeah i don't i don't mind him i could definitely see taking him do you have do you have any oh, love? You know, you know what we need to bet on is your boy you line. Just give like me hundred dollars in action, and I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna bust you. You are like you're gonna felt me. I'm not gonna have anything left. I'll I would take any of the three guys below him on DraftKings. Just give me just give me even money that he makes top thirty. Um, that that would be the most that. But I also want to match up that with one of the three guys below him, Nah Hoffman or Woodland. You can pick. Okay. Well, all right. So because they're like completely opposite players. The, I mean, Nah is probably like a good play though, and he always does fine at the majors. Does he? I don't know. I feel like he hasn't been in a lot of majors. I I well, let's see. Let's see what he. Let's see U.S. Open. He didn't play, and he got 36. No, I guess he didn't play this year. I feel like I feel like he's like right outside the major level usually. Kevin, not he. He's coming off a win. He just won. Yeah. Huh. All right. No, I want I want Hoffman. I want Hoffman just because I want like the most American guy I can imagine. All right. All right. We'll, we'll do Hoffman. Because I'm like I'm like giving an edge to European guys if it's close in any of these. Uline is like I just think he's like an egregious player, but I could be wrong. I mean, I would say I've probably lost more money gambling on Peter Uline and using him in DFS than anyone else in any other sport. Because not ever one time has it ever produced a result for me. I. That's kind of how Ryan Palmer is for me. I, I'm so glad he's not in this. I wouldn't be taking him, but I, I took him last week for some reason. I'm like, 
you just think some of these guys that were good a few years ago when you started playing are still good and that's yeah i i fall victim to that too the only reason i even like peter uline is because he's friends with brooks kepka like it just doesn't but at this point i'm so invested in it that if he ever won and i didn't bet on him i would be like besides myself yeah i think you kind of like that <laughs> a lot of these jupiter guys are pretty like baller i think and i like them yeah uh, I think his dad also owns Titleist. Correct. He is he is the son of the guy of one of the guys who owns Titleist. Well, that's pretty baller, but I don't know about his golf game. Yeah. Uh, any of these random Euro dudes, Eddie Eddie Pepperell. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you anything about that guy. Kind of think maybe, maybe Kyle Stanley is okay. Because he he can't putt, but he's like this. He's like the ultimate strokes gain tee to green guy. Same with Hadley, I feel like. Like, well, I guess Hadley can putt a bit, but he's been really good this year. Grio is going to be so I owned. Like, at I, feel like Henley, I feel like these three guys, Henley, Stanley, Hadley, are all good plays. Like, I feel like Henley always shows up in majors too. Well, the thing is, is that if you really do have a strong feeling about anyone in this range, they're probably coming in at single di- – well, they're – totally coming in at single-digit ownership because Griot is stealing all of the juice down here. Uh, I, yeah, I totally agree. Um, do you think Ryan Moore is going to be the second highest-owned guy under 7K? Ryan Moore just, like, always gets touted, like, an insane amount of the time. It's wild. But, no, people, people will actually play Charles Howell instead of him. Hmm. Huh. Because Charles Howell makes every cut, and if you've ever played DFS before, you've probably played Charles Howell because he's always underpriced. He's like the classic DraftKings guy. Who would you take in a head-to-head, Howell or Moore? Howell for sure. I never take Ryan Moore. I'll do 28 even on that. Okay. <clears throat> Damn, you're, uh, you're really going to felt me. Yeah. This is, this is more money than I have had in my entire life. Sorry. You got to pay me somehow for coming on this podcast. I, I'm, I'm saving you. I'm saving you money by doing this podcast with you because you said if you didn't do it, you were going to send me a thousand. That's true. I did miss the Masters one, which was pretty bad. I, I would. I would not have. I would not have been touting Patrick Reed, so you probably saved me a little bit of embarrassment. Yeah, I don't. I don't think many people were. I always have to do one old man pick, though. It's usually Langer. But I really, I really think Sink is a good play. He's week. he he uh, he is getting a little bit of love from the touts. Yeah. His last three tournaments, he's been really good. He is a former winner of this event. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, like a like a long not not at this course, but just like a long time ago, he he won a British Open. Yeah, he's just I don't know. Compared to like, I can't really see myself taking many guys under sixty seven hundred. But if you're trying to go for, like, um, a Dustin um, Rose build, you might have to. Yeah. So, I don't know. I like him. Austin Cook seems all right. Austin Cook is, like, the guy who's not old down here who, like, could conceivably make the cut. Yeah, I mean, he's just way better than all these guys. I would I would take, like, Retief Goosen in, like, a lineup or two just because, like, if it's – if it gets if it gets really windy, you just want a guy who can fart around and chip the whole course away. Who would be your like mega mega sleeper? Um, probably Over, like Bronson. Under, like sixty five hundred. 
just one of these total scrubs that's going to be like 0.1% owned. Well, he probably won't be 0.1% owned because he just had a good round, but Bronson Burgoon. Oh, is he um, – what price is he? He's 6300 um, he's like a, he's like another, um, strokes gain T to green guy who can't putt, but he just, he just had a T2 at the John Deere. Yeah. I remember oh. I him like three years ago at Pebble and he, he started like minus eight on the front and everyone thought I was a genius. And I'm just like, um, I don't even know who this guy is. If, if Tom, if Tom Hogue was in this field, that would be, that would be who I would take. He's, he's the best golfer who's not in this field. Definitely. He's probably at the Barbasol. I would guess that he's playing the Barbasol this week. He's probably going to be like 12K at the Barbasol this week. I don't. DK didn't <laughs> post contest for it. Oh, okay. They they said they might though. I don't know. I don't know if they will or not. This uh this guy uh, Fabrizio Zanotti. He uh he's like a total Euro Tour spaz. Like uh these these <laughs> these uh. British handicappers I listen to always mention him at these events. I don't know anything about him, so that's not an official tout by me, but he's like a guy who I at least know has gotten results on the European tour before. Yeah, but I don't know. My problem with these lower-end Euro tour guys is I feel the competition is so much worse. Oh, they are, they are significantly worse than the bottom of the PGA tour. Like, like these guys are like... P30s or whatever, T top 40s, but I don't know if they be making the cut on a lot of people. no like they would be they would be like two stroke dogs to like matt jones like they're 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 really bad golfers jones egregious, so i don't know about that yeah let's uh let's let's like two stroke dogs to like ryan Moore. yes maybe more yeah um let's do uh let's build let's build a, a gpp team i'll enter it right now let's do one where like you make the first pick and then yeah I'm taking. Let's do, let's do one good one and one egregious one. Okay, this let's do this. This first one will be the good one. All right. All right. I'm gonna take. I'm taking DJ just because, like, I think DJ wins. I'm gonna bet him at eleven to one. Like, I, Dustin Johnson is the best golfer in the world. It's not close to me, and I'm full fading Spieth. I will not. I will not have any exposure to Spieth anywhere. Okay. DJ. So, want me to do like a mid eight? Big guy. Um, I'll do Molinari. All right, I will take. Uh, I'll take Finau seventy two hundred. This is hella chalky. <laughs> like this start right here, Johnson Molinari Finau is going to be a. This is going to be our good team. Okay, yeah. I'll take. Um, Casey. This is the chalkiest team. This is like literally the chalkiest team. Might as well, might as well take. This might be owned two hundred times in the million. Yeah. Years. Okay. No. Let's just let's just really go on it. Let's go Grio. So like literally, literally can't get more chalky than this. Grio is sixty-eight. Yeah. Seventy-four left. So there's not anyone super chalky right here. Oof. So you could go, you could go like Tong, you could go Willet. That's the way you would make it a GPP team. I'm going to go X at 74. There you go. Xander Shifley. So DJ, Molinari, Finau, Casey, Grio, Shifley. That's like, that's like not a bad team. That's just like kind of a good team. Yeah. I, 
you, you got to get in someone lower owned there. It's going to be owned a ton. All right, now we got to make an egregious team. All right, Rory. <laughs> Rory, John Rom. We did. We we somehow got through like an hour of this podcast without mentioning John Rom. He's. He, just, I don't he, know. He's got to be the he's got to be the biggest favorite to either win or withdraw. I think he's going to be the lowest. He's him. Who do you think is going to be a lower owned him or Thomas? Oh, Ron for sure. Ron will definitely be less owned. People, people, um, just like see Ron. Ron. I, I think a lot of people are going to take Fowler for some reason. Oh, I won't. Yeah, he he's like a guy I won't touch. He he's the most overpriced guy in the betting markets. I think it's not even close. Um, so Rory Rom, I'm going to take, who's a really bad play. Uline. Uline is a really bad play. I'll take Scott. Oh, yep. Definitely bad play. I'm taking all my, my favorite tilt plays on this. Yep. I'll take Uline then. Rom and Uline. (laughs) Rom and Uline. I have about 750 yards of driving distance there combined between the two of them. All right, I got to take Haotong. Yep. Oh, yeah. So we got Haotong. We had 7,100. There's got to be, there's got to be a, t- oh, I could just take Keegan. We could just, we could oh, just build the full yeah. tilt team. There yeah. we go. Rory, oh, Rom, Scott, Uline, Haotong, and Keegan. Not one of these guys can put. And we also have to, I, I, I'm going to put this in the Millie. Oh, and yeah. I'll chop it with, I'll, I'll pay your entrance and you get half of this. Okay. There we go. Write down that team. Well, I no, can, I just, dude, I just I entered remember, it. I can remember this team. I, I just entered it. Um, if, and also if this wins, you got to put me in the main event next year. I'll put you, if I win the Millie maker, if you win the Millie maker, you have to put me in the main. I'll put you in like a poker high roller, like a hundred K. Put me, put me in the one drop. One drops. Like I'm losing money because. I have to give you half. Imagine, imagine me playing in a 100k buy-in. I my, I'd be so tight. I would fold every hand. I think you'd have like five guys like trying to three bet you when you opened. I would, I would, I would literally, I would play the tightest game anyone has ever played. Like I'd like fold kings pre probably. You're gonna play like Helmuth's like basic strategy book from like ten years ago, where you fold like Ace Jack. Oh, Ace Jack. Ace Jack and the one drop, dude. That's like, that's at the very bottom of my range. <laughs> Would you fold Ace Queen out of the gun? I mean, it, not the way I play. I play very aggressively, but in the one drop for that much, yeah, probably. I'm probably, I'm probably just outright folding. I'm not even opening. <laughs> like that's getting, that's getting insta-mucked. Maybe if it's suited, maybe if it's suited, I open. Yeah. Yeah. Suited, you open. Cause that's how fish think like fish, like want that extra 2% equity of the cards being suited. Hey, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a thing now. The edges are so small in poker. Like everyone's just trying to do. I mean, I haven't, I haven't read a poker book or, or like meaningfully played in like three or four years. Yeah. Cause it's too hard now. It used to be. Everyone's a genius in poker now. It's poker, like- poker used to be so easy that I was able to be a winner when I was in high school online. That's how easy poker. It used to be like DFS like five years ago. Like as long as you had players who were starting, you would win. Yeah, you just shove like 
3x pot with a set and get called by top pair. That's how poker used to be. I showed I showed a couple of my friends the tough fish video the other day for the first time. Yeah, that's literally all I'm known for. I still get people talking to me about that. It's pretty funny. It's actually it's actually not true. There are a couple threads on two plus two about you calling you the most arrogant guy in poker. Yep. I've somehow, <laughs> gotten, I've somehow gotten like way less arrogant. I used to be like the worst person and now I'm probably like just slightly below average. You're like you're like decidedly below average, yeah. You're definitely you're definitely a better person now than you were when I met you. Oh yeah. It's 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 not even close. I'm proud of you, pal. Let's do like let's do like our two favorite matchup bets and then we can end this because I wanna sweat this one drop. Okay. Um what are what are your two favorites? I don't I gotta go pull that page up right now. Um I'm I'm looking. I'm gonna go Grio over Fratelli at minus one thirty. Like the, I don't this Fratelli guy could be the biggest tout like play ever. I don't even know who he is. Dylan Fratelli, like he's all I hear about. And like the guy's never done well. Yeah, no. Minus one thirty all day on that. These these matchup lines are egregious. How much juice there is? I'm like looking at them. I got the whole because the juice is. Um, I like I like uh, I like DJ over Rory tournament matchup. That seems that seems quite good. Minus one twenty ish. Yeah, that seems crazy. Maybe Rory's a good play. He could be a good play. I mean, he. I'm. I'm telling you, like, regardless of what happens to him anywhere else on the calendar, this dude always plays well at the Open, like a hundred percent of the time. Wow! Did you see this one? Tiger is minus one fifteen versus Kepka. Versus Kepka, yeah. What? I'm not going to take that because it seems too fishy. There's got to be there. You can't trust any Tiger line. I don't think even the matchup lines because they're just so juiced because people want to bet him. I'm going to take Cantlay over he has two. I'll take Cantlay over Snedeker. I'm I'm changing, I'm changing. I'm not going to make the DJ1 one, one of my two. I'm going I'm going Finau over Thomas Peters and Matsuyama over Matthew Fitzpatrick. That that it, Matsuyama has one with Fitzpatrick. I'm on a different book than you are. Okay. What what are the lines so people know? They're both minus one fifteen because it's egregious. So Mats, what Matsuyama? What's the second one? Matsuyama over Fitzpatrick and Finau over Peters. I don't know how Finau and Peters got wow. matched up. Wow, I like both those. Yeah. Yeah, those are I, both good. Yeah. All right, man. This was fun. Who who wins? Who's the winner? <sighs> um, my shock. Winning play would be God. I I hate this. I would not bet on this, but I have a strong feeling that this is like Ricky's time. Oh no! Get that out of here. I can't have that. I can't have that negativity around me because I really don't want him to win this one. Big Ricky fanboy, but he's he's too tilting. To play. I want him to win the PGA. I want him to win the event that like matters the least and that has the least history. Yeah, lower end. I would. I'm going Rio. I'll go. I'll go DJ as like a fave and Finau as the first time major winner. 
Sweet. All right, All right. man. Talk to you soon, dude. Yeah, see ya.